Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome everyone to Splash Damage Episode 105. Wow. I am your host, Scrivenaud, joined as always by my lovely wife and co-host. No way And we're here to give you the correct opinions about video games and nerdy topics, because um, we're never wrong, ever. Never. And, and our opinions are fact. Yeah. Why don't we even call them opinions anymore? Yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you're coming for the facts, we got them. <laughs> um, if you like the show, consider heading, heading over to uh, patreon.com. Head on over there. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Scrivenaut. There you can throw some dollars our way. Um, otherwise, uh, just go ahead and uh, rate us on iTunes or uh, you know Spotify or wherever you listen to us. And uh, by the way, we noticed that we actually have some five star reviews wow. on uh, Spotify. So thank you, thank so, you much. so much. <laughs> you guys are just That's such the best. best. <laughs> it's um, so nice. That is so nice to see all of them. Yes. Yes. Um, all three of them or whatever it is. All three of them five stars. And two of them are probably my mom. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so now that we've got that out of the way, let's dive into what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Not too much uh, going on. We got uh, some Tomb Raider remasters. We got Stellar Blade, which I want to talk about again. And then Xbox had a big week. So we'll talk a little bit about a yeah. little bit about that. First thing I want to talk about is the Tomb Raider remasters. Um, so apparently I didn't know this because I don't pay attention to video games anymore because they're all hot garbage for the most part. Hot garbage. By the way, I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3. Having a great time. It's a long game. It was a birthday present. Yes. I just got through Act 1 and it took me 45. No, I'm not even through Act 1 yet. I'm in like Act 1.5. I just entered the mountains. I'm 45 hours in and I feel like there's still things I'm missing. Um... But anyway, that's that's a great game. So I'm having fun with that. It's been a while since I've had a game where it's like, I'm going to play this every day and like advance the story because most games are trash. Anyway, anyway, getting into uh, this news. Uh, Tomb Raider 1 through 3. These are the games, I don't know if you remember, back on the PC and maybe even the original PlayStation. Pointy Boob Lara, as everyone likes to remember her fondly, mm. with the triangle, polygonal breasts. Bring Madonna back. <laughs> she went through it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. you're right. Yep. Um, they've been remastered. And here's what they say, uh, Crystal Dynamics, the developer, says at the beginning of the game. The games in this collection contain offensive depictions of people in cultures rooted in racial and ethnic prejudices. Yeah, I rounded boobs are definitely an ethical dilemma. Yeah, of course. These stereotypes are deeply harmful, inexcusable, and do not align with our values at Crystal Dynamics. Mm-mm. Rather than removing this content, we have chosen to present it here in its original form, unaltered, in the hopes that we may acknowledge its harmful impact and learn from it. Few few red flags with this. First of all, I hate it when companies say, when they do something, that what they did does not align with their values at X company. Well, then why'd you do it? 
people typically don't do the things that align with their values. If anything, our actions reveal where our hearts are, okay? So it's usually not the other way around. Um, so um, I'm just curious, whenever these companies say this, it's like, well, if that's really true and these things don't align with your values, then why do they... Why did this happen? You weren't, know aren't I mean? the, weren't these made before all the stuff happened? All the huh? Weren't these games made before everyone changed their mind about attractive women? Well, this is not. This doesn't have to do with the attractive women. Oh. This has to do with. Um, I haven't played the Tomb Raiders one through three, but you're a white chick who goes into different countries and raids tombs. Okay, so I'm guessing that these racial depictions that are, you know, prejudiced or whatever just show these cultures in a negative light or maybe even just a probably just a stereotype Ster- like a stereotype yes yeah. yes you're probably right um and i really doubt it's that bad at all they make it seem like uh this game killed puppies but it's just i don't know but you're right that um, actually is an ethical dilemma i'd like to talk about <laughs> but here's the thing they these they say these stereotypes are deeply harmful inexcusable and do not align with our values but they still remastered the game kept those things in and are selling the game for money to profit from it. Well, they want to learn. Well, they said that right in the description. They to me, learn from to this. me, it seems like they want to have their cake and eat it too. Yeah. You know, they they want to make their money, but they also don't want anyone to think that um, they're profiting from such a thing. So it's just it seems like they're trying to play both sides so they can't lose, uh-huh. and it comes across as number one. It comes across as uh, insincere. And it also comes across as kind of ridiculous because, again, I haven't played these games, but, like, the way this warning is, like, I mean, you buy a game and it's mature rated, right? And very rarely does the game warn you that, like, it's going to include swearing, blood and gore, alcohol use, whatever, nudity. If you want to know what the game includes, you look on the back of the box. It says rated mature for these things. There's your warning, right? Mm -hmm. These games are rated teen, I bet you. And uh, they put a... they put this disclaimer, like, what you're about to witness is, like, watching someone getting murdered on the news in real time or something. Like, you're about to watch a snuff film. Like, it seems a little over the top to have, like, this two-paragraph warning. I mean, not to mention these games are remasters. So most of the people that are going to buy this have played the original games. Um, Probably remember them fondly. And have no issue playing a game with these racial depictions and whatnot. So, I don't know. I just think it's... I think it cr- comes across as insincere. I think I think they're trying to play both sides so they can get their money. Um, I guess the only positive from this is that they didn't censor it. That, I think, would be even worse. Because that's admitting that people of today's audiences can't handle the quote-unquote racial depictions Mm -hmm. you know i think old disney cartoons are the same way like there's a warning when you watch correct me if i'm wrong but like if you watch on disney plus an old cartoon it might give you a warning but Mm -hmm. it doesn't change anything Mm -hmm. um so and that makes sense because those games or those shows are for kids and you don't want a kid to see racial stereotypes and start you know (laughs) walking around their daycare replicating (laughs) but the thing is is like even the old movies that like represent another culture there's nothing i don't remember except for maybe old 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 like mickey mouse cartoons where they're like they're borderline a little bit racist but i'm thinking about like the the disney movies like i don't think those have them Mm. i'm just thinking about like old like beyond black and white mickey and minnie and 
you know, when the crows were like, yeah, I guess crows. the crows and Dumbo are, yeah, they're a little bit, they're a little borderline. So, um, I'm looking for Kotaku wrote a review on this, and they and they talk about this. Um, here we go. I have it up too. Okay. So, quoting from Kotaku, they say, These Tomb Raider remasters get off to a particularly inauspicious start. Before the game has even loaded, a self-flagellating... Flagellating? Yes. Self-whipping splash screen informs you that the depictions and people... Or, the depictions of people and cultures in these games are rooted in racial and ethnic prejudices, which is deeply harmful, inexcusable, and do not align with our values at Crystal Dynamics. This does rather raise the question, if genuinely believed, then why are the studios putting such efforts into re-releasing these games? The message continues, we have chosen to present it here in its original form in the hopes that we may acknowledge its harmful impact and learn from it. Oof. I love it when uh, Kotaku says oof. You know they're in for a really stupid take after that. Yeah, they're definitely going to have a take. And I love that professional journalists are like, hmm. Yikes. Gross. Oof. Yeah. Yes, uh, quoting the article again, yes, the reason that when updating aspects of Tomb Raider, such as the art, sound, and controls, they felt it important to leave in the harmful and inexcusable prejudice is is because they want you to jolly well learn your lesson. This is such a spectacularly disingenuous message, seemingly an attempt to gobble down the racist cake without either A, thinking better of it, or B, altering the content to better reflect these claimed values. I've checked, and none of the game's marketing material mentions its woefully harmful content before you buy. So, you know... Woefully harmful. Okay, everyone calm down. It's There's no way it's that bad. Um, you know, it's funny, because in a strange turn of events, I'm agreeing with cock... Kotaku. Kotaku. Um, well, you're agreeing with the fact that it's disingenuous, but they're going to go off on... Well, yes. You know they're still going to go off From on a different list. side. Yeah. So, here's the thing. I think... Crystal Dynamics is being disingenuous because they don't actually believe that the the stereotypes are harmful. So why have that message in the first place? Because they want to appease to SJWs and that's what woke culture wants us to do. They should have just, they should have either gone all the way woke and censored and all that crap, or they should have just been like, screw it and just re-release them as is and just took on, you know, the heat. And Kotaku, meanwhile, uh doesn't believe the message is genuine because they think that Crystal Dynamics does believe it's harmful, harmful, but that they want the money more. Um, And also, Kotaku probably would agree that the depictions are harmful where I probably would not. Right. So, well, definitely not harmful. I'm so sick of that word, harmful. It does no one any harm. You have to choose for it to harm you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so in a strange turn of events, I am agreeing with Kotaku that Crystal Dynamics here is, like they say, gobble down the racist cake, um, and they're uh, they're playing both sides and being um, not genuine. The article continues: A cynic might surmise the developers don't actually care at all, but thought this quick screen would cover their backs. Although, and let's not mince word here, given Crystal Dynamics spent 2013 through 2018 making some of the most white savior promoting games in modern history. So there you go. Oh jeez. It's hard to exactly pin down where these values lie. Yes, absolutely. Flag up, flag up front that the games feel dated and racist in their depictions of some cultures. Absolutely, but pretending that selling them unadjusted is a virtuous act on the developer's part to offer us a vital and uh, exorbiting, 
sociology lesson is gross and dishonest. Oh, there's gross. I just made fun of someone for using gross in an article, and there he used it a paragraph later. So, um, yeah, it, it, uh, it's funny because Crystal Dynamics was probably trying to please, uh, uh, please both sides, both the fans that didn't want the game censored and the SJWs who uh, want Crystal Dynamics to acknowledge that the original games are racist. Because this Kotaku uh, review would just be going off on the game if the game didn't include that. Yes. Um, uh, Message. Yes. And the only reason they wouldn't be going off on the game is if they censored the game. If yes. they had censored the game, then they would have nothing to criticize. Yeah. But anyway, um, and it's funny that Crystal Dynamics tried to do both, and they ended up coming out, uh, and both sides are like, what are you doing, Crystal Dynamics? Yeah. Um, so anyway, but in good news related to Tomb Raider, uh, apparently they have, um, they're going to um, be making more Tomb Raider games, and they released Lara Croft's new design. Now, this is her third redesign, which is ridiculous, um, that I know of. There's the original series, and there's the reboot trilogy, and now they're doing another one. And in this, uh, they took um, the original Lara Croft with the light blue tank top, the short khaki shorts, um, the guns on her hips, or on her thighs or whatever, the, the long ponytail or braid, and they basically made that in modern definition graphics. And she looks surprisingly like a woman. Because as we've discussed on this show forever, mm-hmm. um, anytime a woman is made in a video game by the West, they make her either really mannish or really ugly. Usually both. Yeah. And so I was pleasantly surprised to see a, a Lara Croft that looks recognizable as Lara Croft. She, she's got the outfit of the original character she just looks like the original character only bigger um she actually is wearing form-fitting clothes she looks like an explorer she looks like the Lara Croft. if you close your eyes and imagine original Lara Croft right now and then make her high def that's what they made look google it google it so um i think that bodes well mm-hmm. um i was a fan of the uh reboot trilogy um especially the first game i loved the, the original and um so I, I'm, I'm interested in where the series goes from here. So let's move on to Stellar Blade. We talked about this last episode, but um, I don't think we mentioned this. Um, there's an um, interview with GamesRadar that the creator of Stellar Blade, which is an upcoming Korean-based game, um, or Korean, a game based in, made by Korean developers. And... Uh, I don't really know much about it except it's futuristic and it's an action game and as we discussed last time the characters both man and women men and women in the game actually look attractive like you would hope for from your entertainment i mean there's a reason brad pitt and um brad pitt and angelina jolie and are famous you know like it's because they're attractive. They're good actors, but it's also, well, conventionally. Okay. I was like, no. Well, really. Brad Pitt, I mean, come on. Ryan Gosling, uh, whoever. Henry Cavill, there come is. on. Just, 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 there's, just there's, there's, there's one that we've both agreed on. There's attract- just, <laughs> attractiveness plays whether anyone wants to admit it or not. Oh, of course. Yes, yes, yes. yes of course, yes, I'm yes. not saying there's not ugly actors. There definitely um, are. But one of the reasons Hollywood actors get as famous as they do is because people fawn over them. Physically, yes. okay? 
So, you know, and we've used as an example anime. How in anime, like, every character. Everyone's hot. Everyone's attractive. Unless it's the bad guy. Right. Sometimes even the bad guy's hot. Yeah. But, like, if it's, like, really the really grotesque guy that you're, like, supposed to despise beyond belief, he's he's ugly. Yeah. And and, and you're like, okay, I hate him already because he looks stupid. Yeah. So, um, this article is titled, Stellar Blade Dev says he put special attention into the female leads back because that's what players see most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, the director of upcoming action RPG Stellar Blade says one of the game that one of the game's most distinctive marketing beats exists because of the special attention put into the reverse side of the lead character's model. Speaking to Games Writer Plus, game director Hyung Tae Kim discussed the character design of protagonist Eve. That design, built around the body scan of Korean model Shin Jae-yoon, has been a focus of Stellar Blade's early trailers, and while we now know much more about Eve, Kim suggests that's deliberate. He says, when it comes to the design, we put special attention on the back of the character because the player is always facing the back of the character when they're playing, he said. That's what they see most of, so we thought this was pretty important. Um, I saw this article posted on, I think, like the PlayStation subreddit or something, not like a woke fo- or uh, an anti-woke focused subreddit. It was a normal subreddit. And everyone in the comments was saying things like, yeah, this is actually pretty important to me because, like, for instance, when I'm playing Spider-Man, you can get all these different costumes, and it doesn't matter how cool the front of the costume looks. If the back of the costume doesn't look cool, I won't put it on because I'm staring at Spider-Man's back the whole game. Mm -hmm. So, like, I want the the back of the... It's kind of ironic because in real life, people don't put as much attention into the back of their outfits... But in a video game, that's what you're staring at 99% of the time. So it makes sense to make the back of your character look cool. Mm -hmm. So people were agreeing with the concept of this. Anyway, the article continues. Before Stellar Blade, developer Shift Up was best known for the gacha game Goddess of Victory Nike, Nikki, which is well known for focusing on the backs of its anime characters um, right up to last year's collaboration with Nier Automata. Kim argues, however, that the studio style is more about pure titillation. The deliberately glamorous designs of characters like Eve has become somewhat of a brave thing to be going for or attempting, he claims, and he's not wrong. Kim also reflects on the broader cultural situation surrounding characters like Eve, both within Korea and globally, and his own desires when it comes to the games he plays and makes. He says, I personally think that compared to movies, animations, manga, and so on, people are especially strict towards games. In games, there's all the views that people have, which are not always positive, about unrealistically beautiful characters. Honestly, when I play a game, I would like to see someone who is better looking than myself. That's what I want. I don't want to see something normal. I want to see something more ideal. I think that is very important in a form of entertainment. This is, after all, entertainment targeted for adults. And I can't find any fault with that argument. No, he's not, he's not, making, he's not making games for children and then putting this sort of thing in. And you're kind of like, oh, that's, I mean, grant, you know, I'll parent my kid, but that seems kind of risque for a kid's game. He's like, no, I'm making entertainment for adults. And adults like to be titillated. Yeah, and it's not even just about titillation, like he says. Like when I see the backs of my male characters, I also want them to look cool and yeah. strong. And like I just and I like seeing characters that are, you know, like when I'm playing a Final Fantasy game or something like that. I want the the characters to have their cool anime hair that always looks perfect. I want them to have that chiseled jaw and um, cool fashion and just that swagger about them. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to see Joe Everyman walk up and start doing stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's not just like every male gamer is horny and just wants titillation. It's that 
gamers in general want to be entertained and why settle for average when you can do extraordinary in a game? Mm-hmm. The only limit to a game is your imagination. Right. So just go for it. You right. know what I mean? Um, continuing, he says, as for what consider, uh, Kim considers to be an ideal design, he points to someone that can show their own charms and attractiveness without damaging the narrative or the setting of the game. When pressed on who Eve is as a person, the director discussed her personality and backstory and her journey toward humanity does remind me of Near Automata's 2B, who, let's not forget, had a destroy pants button in a game with an achievement tied to looking up her skirt. Okay, lots of games have achievements tied to looking up their skirts. They're called jokes. And uh, Near Aut- uh, 2B doesn't wear pants. She wears, she wears a skirt. But go off, I guess. <laughs> as it happens... Kim says he's honored to see the game compared to Nier since he's a big fan of Yoko Taro, who made Nier Automata. Nier Automata, by the way, amazing game. Um, Final quote, The character Eve at the beginning is not that great of an existence, Kim explains, but as the game progresses, she takes on more and more burdens and and comes to make important decisions. She gets to interact with more characters and other people and becomes more human. In the beginning, she's more soldier-like and doesn't have that many emotions or show much expression. As the game and story progresses... You get to see the change in her emotions. So, yeah, I'm excited. Um, I don't have a PlayStation 5, so I won't be playing this for probably, probably years to come. And who knows if it's even going to be good. But a new IP is always cool. Um, Korean developer, that's interesting. They're not appealing to wokeness. That's cool. Um, and lots of people seem excited about this. And if it's anything like Nier, it's going to be good. So we'll just uh, wait and see. And you know what's funny about all this? The Gamer, which is a website we have quoted in this podcast and made fun of so many times for how incredibly woke they are. Almost more woke um, than um, like Kotaku and Polygon and whatnot, which is, that's a hard, that's a high bar. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they defended uh, Eve's character design. The the female publisher, or, uh, CEO or editor-in-chief or whatever you want to call, who we've made fun of on this show so many times for her terrible takes. So this article is, why is Stellar Blade's design so controversial? Again, this is from The Gamer, Woke Video Game Coverage Central, okay? Um, Stellar Blade's character model is in the spotlight given uh, Shift Up's history, but the matter is more complicated than some would suggest. The article says, the majority of movie stars, singers, and television personalities in the world are hot people. That's what we just said. By the way, I haven't read this article, so the, the points I was making before were not related to... What's in this article? Um, She says, Well, you need to be very talented to make it in Hollywood. When you compare the A-list actors of the world to the most successful writers or even the most gifted athletes, where prime physical form is a necessity, the actors win in the looks department. We we like seeing good-looking people on our screens. That's what being good-looking means, good to look at. So why has the upcoming PS5 exclusive Stellar Blade gotten people so riled up? This is a great start to an article. Like... I agree wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Um, Stellar Blade features an attractive female lead, Eve, but that's nothing new. While gamers are often vocally critical when a woman like Aloy or Ellie, Aloy from Horizon Forbidden West, uh, Ellie from The Last of Us, uh, while gamers are often uh, vocally critical when a woman like Aloy or Ellie doesn't conform to their ideal version or vision of femininity, most female characters in games, like most actors, are hot people. I would argue that's not the case recently, but yeah. Stellar Blade is not breaking the mold here, and yet it seems to have suddenly become controversial despite being relatively well-received when it showcased a lengthy trailer at Sony's State of Play last week. Part of this controversy was set off by director Hyung Tae Kim speaking to GamesRadar via translator, but his statement makes a lot of sense. Um, 
Quoting him again, honestly, when I play a game, I would like to see someone who is better looking than myself. That's what I want. I don't want to see something normal. I want to see something more ideal. I think that is very important in a form of entertainment. This is, after all, entertainment targeted for adults. It's an adult-oriented game, but not explicit, and for a game with heightened action and colorful explosions, being grounded and gritty is not part of the aesthetic. I recently compared it to an Xbox 360 game in the way that it values form over function, and the lead character model is an extension of that. Kim also said the developers put special attention on the character's back and rear since that's what faces the camera. It's easy to see a man saying, yeah, we spent loads of uh, loads on him of him on her ass as sexist, but Stellar Blade is a hyper-designed game and attention to detail on the thing that we're going to see the most comes with that territory. Fair points again. Wow. It's not unlike Bayonetta or a lollipop chainsaw in how it puts us in the shoes of an empowered and clearly attractive female hero who owns that part of who they are. This is this is surprisingly logic. Wow. It's important to note that appreciation for hot people can soon turn creepy. Maybe people are seeing red flags that I'm missing, and I'll be back to here in a few months discussing how Stellar Blade feels like a dated step backwards in its depiction of women. But right now, it just seems like a character who is designed to be attractive. She's still covered up in her costume, so complaints that the game is too explicit and being marketed to sex-addicted pervert, perverts is off the mark, too. That's the first I'm hearing of that. <laughs> It's interesting, though, that the defense of Abby's body in The Last of Us Part Two primarily centers on the fact that she's based on a real woman, and therefore complaints of her being unrealistically unreal- r- masculine are off the mark. For those of, all, those of us who haven't played The Last of Us Part Two or listened to our podcast about it long ago, uh, in The Last of Us Part Two, you play as this character named Abby for half the game, and it's a post-apocalyptic setting, but she's a woman, and she's she's built like a linebacker. She's just completely jacked Mm -hmm. and people were criticizing that because in a world that's post-apocalyptic where you don't have access i mean women cannot achieve that kind of body without steroids Mm -hmm. or ludicrous amounts of training like all the time Mm -hmm. and uh so people were criticizing how realistic that would be in a game that otherwise tries to be very realistic and uh people are like well she's based on a real female her model is so you can't criticize her well according to this article quoting it However, Eve is also based on a real woman in Korean supermodel Shin Jae-eun. It feels like both sides are claiming certain female body types are unacceptable. <laughs> Food for thought. Um, she goes on, that's an oversimplification. Those against Abby typically only want women to be attractive objects of sexual gratification. That's not true. No. While those against Stellar Blade are guarded against gaming's history of using women as trophies. That's not true. They just hate attractive things. Yeah. And wordless sexual mannequins for the hero but celebrating all women does mean all women rather than cutting out the attractive or provocative ones although there is a legitimate concern over who is doing the celebrating and why um so i'm not going to keep reading this but uh yeah that's uh that's pretty based honestly i i i think later in the article she gets more into her normal you know socialist justice thinking which is to be expected yeah but uh I bet you she's going to be eaten alive for that article. Probably. All her fans are probably going to tear Most her apart. Most likely. All right, let's uh, talk about Xbox News, and then we can wrap this episode up. So for those of you that uh, haven't been paying attention, um, like a week or two ago, probably a week ago, just over a week ago, some rumors came out from you know insiders and influencers, and they spread like wildfire. Um, and basically the rumors were that Xbox, you know, PlayStation has their own games, Xbox has their own games, Nintendo has their own games, and they're all exclusive to their own consoles, and that's by design, so people buy those consoles, it's a marketing thing, yada yada. 
PlayStation exclusives for years have been doing way better than Xbox exclusives. Xbox exclusives are like Gears of War, Halo, Fable. Many of those haven't seen a new entry in years, and the ones that have are not that great. They're not memorable. Halo came out. Everyone talked about how it's going to be the Halo to define all Halos, and no one plays it anymore. Mm. It's already kaput, and it's called Halo Infinite. More like Halo three months, <laughs> and everyone was done with it. Nice. Anyway. Good joke. Thank you. Um, so... It's no secret that uh, Xbox is fumbling the bag, honestly, all the time when it comes to their exclusives. So the rumor was that all Xbox exclusives were going to go to other platforms. Xbox games would now be available on uh, PlayStation and Nintendo and um, all those things. And uh, there was also rumors that Xbox would bow out of the hardware game. In other words, they would stop making Xboxes and everything that you invested into the Xbox ecosystem would be, you know, worthless in a few years because you can no longer play Xbox games on Xbox. You'd have to play them on PlayStation in order to... Like, there'd be no reason to own an Xbox because you can't play PlayStation games on an Xbox, but you could play Xbox games on a PlayStation. So people were like, oh man, is this the end of the Xbox brand? Are they literally just going to become a company that makes games for all platforms like any other developer? And they also do things like... Um, make Game Pass and bring that to other consoles, you know, people were worried. And um, Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox, tweeted out, we have a showcase coming next week. We listen and we hear your concerns. Stay tuned. And everyone thought that confirmed the rumors because he didn't deny them. It mm -hmm. was a PR nightmare. I mean, mm -hmm. if I were Phil, I would have said right away. Nope. Yeah, right? Like, yeah. This is not true. Let us explain. Yes. Um, and they waited until Thursday of the following week to have a podcast. So um, basically what the truth is is that not much bad stuff is happening at all. Um, four games that are Xbox exclusives now are going to go multi-platform. And he didn't announce what those games are. But it won't be Starfield, which is a Bethesda game that just came out for Xbox a few months ago. How long ago was it? been several months and it won't be indiana jones which i guess is a game that's coming only to xbox in the near future um or recently did or something i don't know i don't pay attention to indiana jones at all anyway so it's not going to be their big flagship game so people are speculating that the four games are like sea of thieves which has been out for years um that rhythm game that just came out that i can't remember the name of at all that was like a surprise indie game release that was super fun can't remember it at all um and there's a few others and people are like that's not really that big of a deal because these games aren't even like they've they've probably gotten all the attention they're going to get on xbox so they're trying to see if they can get more attention on other games it's not like their flagship games so um not a big deal um the other news is that you know, people were worried that Xbox wouldn't be having any more hardware. That's also not true. They're apparently working on a new console, and it's going to be their biggest leap ever, which uh, every company says about their new hardware. But mm -hmm. they are working on a new console, which seems really early to me because the Xbox Series X released right before or during COVID, and so people couldn't acquire them for like two years. So mm -hmm. I only recently got mine. Feels recent anyway. And they're already talking about the next console. It's just like... Can we please have, like, I feel like we haven't even entered this new console generation yet. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, and um, Xbox also recently acquired 
Activision Blizzard King, which is like one of the biggest game publishers and developers in the world. They make Call of Duty, they make um, Diablo and all that stuff. And apparently those games are coming to Game Pass, including Diablo 4 in March. So um, that's a big deal. Um, Diablo 4, I mean, that's a, that's a popular, huge game. And if they do that with all their Activision Blizzard King games, I mean, that's, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, um, and... So, like, this whole thing turned out to be a big nothing burger. Everyone freaked out over these rumors. And I admit that even I was worried because, like, everyone was talking about this Mm -hmm. stuff. And, like, it was all but confirmed because Phil didn't deny it. And there were several influencers saying this. And uh, now everyone's mad because when the the, um, podcast came out and they were talking about the actual news... It turns out that all those influencers were just talking out of their butts. They were lying. They were misinformed. I'm sure they were lying. Just trying to get clicks and stuff. And so I really hope they lose all the influence that they have. I hope they lose all their audience because this is this was kind of unexcusable. Like, get your facts straight before you start a wildfire across mm-hmm. the internet. You know? For sure. And then because I haven't learned my lesson, there's a rumor going on right now that the next Xbox hardware will include a um a portable device so think of what i don't think that's gonna happen i hope it does this sounds great because i I think if it does happen it's gonna be a crapshoot i'm well think about it right now the switch is really awesome because you can put it in a dock and watch it on your tv yeah but they worked they they did not rush that they worked really hard at that like nintendo's getting the payoff for that because they put nintendo like Let's give Nintendo credit where credit is due. When they really put their minds to something, the payoff is great because you can tell that they put energy and effort into it, which the Switch is wildly successful because of that. Well, we have no clue how long Xbox has been working on their next console. But when they work on hardware, they work on it for years and perfect it before they actually release it. I don't have high hopes for it, but I want you to have a really cool portable Xbox experience. The reason I think it would be cool is because... There have been times where it's like, I want to do like a simple game, like from my bed, and that would be so cute. Yeah. So like, imagine me me being able to crawl into bed and do a quick few dungeon runs in Diablo, and it's all hooked up to my actual Xbox. So like, there's perfect synergy between the two. Um, you know, I mean, I I like that idea. Or like taking a. a role-playing like i miss doing portable games i i used to be big into game boy i used to have a psp and i just walked around with that thing everywhere instead of looking at my phone and wasting time i would um get on that and waste time yeah yeah exactly but at least i'm earning achievements i'm just kidding (laughs) and actually enjoying myself you know like ratchet and clank games and stuff like that it was a blast so like the idea of like playing the next elder scrolls like of course i'd want to play it on a big screen but like just the idea of being able to like we're going on a family trip and I can bring my portable or whatever. Mm-hmm. However it works, I don't know. But um, there's a rumor that the next Xbox is on track for 2026. Now, again, this is a rumor. And what we just learned about rumors is that they're very unreliable. So this is take this as a huge grain of salt, but this would be great. Um, and people are talking about this now and how much they love this idea. PlayStation used to have the, they had the PS Vita and the PSP and they stopped making them. But I think there's a market for portable games for hardcore gamers out there i think there always will be yeah yeah and we don't have that that's not filled right now the only thing that is is switch and that's not quote-unquote hardcore in a lot of cases you know what i mean no but no but and there's the steam deck which just came out which proves there's a market the steam deck the steam deck is a 
so Steam is a program you can get on your PC to play games, and Steam released a portable device called the Steam Deck, so you can take your PC library with you on the go. And people are buying it because there's a market for that kind of stuff. Hardcore gamers wanting to play on the go. Mm-hmm. So this is from Alt Care Car Char. Uh, I don't I, character. So care, Alt Care. Anyway, next gen Xbox is on track for 2026. Features two uh, SKUs, 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 including a Switch-like handheld. It's claimed. Uh, Xbox community member Mag allegedly has insight into Xbox's plans for the future, revealing that Xbox is still planning to release a next-gen console. The next-gen Xbox will launch report, will, uh, launch will reportedly into, include two SKUs, a traditional high-end console, and a Switch-like dockable handheld. Phil Spencer previously stated that the Xbox console is the, at the heart of everything they do and will be moving forward. Um, so, you know... I don't need to get into the article because those bullet points wrapped it up, but I don't know. I just, this would, this was, this would delight me if they did this or like, if you could just pick up an actual Xbox controller, cause those are so great. And like a screen flipped out from it or something. And like, you could like, oh man, it just sounds wonderful. <laughs> I would play Diablo and other like more casual games. No problem with that. Any thoughts, Norella? Um, I'm glad that the news wasn't as dire as you had Me thought too. so, because I know you were pretty nervous about that, and I was nervous about your nervousness. Some context, um, I've chosen Xbox as the place where I game because I love the UI, I love the controller, I love the consoles, um, the 360, the One, the Series X, like they were all great. Um, the 360 had the Red Rings of Death, um, so lesson learned there, but um I just think the Series X and the One especially, like, their UI is so intuitive. I hate the PlayStation UI. That thing is trash, dude. I cannot believe they are still using that UI where you have to scroll all the way across and click a folder and then, oh, man, it's horrible. I don't know how people are. And it's laggy. It's just awful. And, you know, I invested early into Xbox games with, like, achievements and stuff like that. So how I think of it is Xbox is where I default to. It's where I play all my games. And if there's a game I really want to play that's only available on the Switch or the PS5 or PS4, I don't have a PS5, I get it. And I and I get the trophies or whatever for it, and I and it's fine. Um, so I don't I don't I'm not into Xbox because of um, the exclusives. Um, because I plan to have both consoles. So exclusives aren't the selling point for me. It's it's the UI, it's the user experience, it's the controller especially. Um, I really love the trophy or I'm sorry, the achievement system. Um, and you know, all my friends play on Xbox. I know there's crossplay now, but it's nice to just jump into parties with them all the time. So there's a lot of reasons that I love Xbox. So when I learned that that might all just eventually dissipate, it was disheartening. But it's good to know that that's all still sticking around. Plus, Game Pass. Game Pass is a huge deal. Oh, mm-hmm. and all my like pretty much all my games are owned on Xbox. Yeah. So yes, thank you for your sympathies. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that. Uh, Uh, That won't be going away anytime soon. Anyway, that's all the time we have for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, head on over to patreon.com slash Scrivenaut, and there you can um, throw some some dollars our way. If not, um, share it with your friends. Like us on iTunes and Spotify and all that stuff. Give us more five stars. Yeah, right there. And uh, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.
into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.